Good morning, and thank you for joining us for Neon and Beyond. I'm Lauren Bond. This morning, we're speaking with Jennifer Samuel. She is with the Learning, Education, and Achievement Foundation, also known as LEAF. And we're also joined this morning with Jonathan Warren. He is the chairman of the Liberace Foundation. Now, these two wonderful people have come together for the historic Texas Hold'em Charity Poker Tournament, which is coming up on May 20th at 5.30 at Poncho's Vegan Cantina, which happens to be located at the site of Tivoli Gardens built by Liberace. Good morning to you both. Jonathan, let's start with you. As chairman of the Liberace Foundation, what exactly is it that uh, the foundation does and how are they involved in our community? Liberace Foundation was started by Liberace himself in uh, 1976, really. Uh, it owned and ran the Liberace Museum for uh, over 30 years, which uh, famously closed in uh, 2010. Um, I came on board a few years after that, and uh, the foundation is, is the estate of Liberace, so it continues mm -hmm. to own his intellectual property as well as his museum collection. Uh, that's one of the largest and longest time-spanning um, show business museum collections in the world. Um, he um, left all of that to benefit the performing and creative arts. And so oh, uh, we continue to work towards those goals uh, in the past uh, 10 years was primarily in uh, survival after the closure of the museum. But um, uh, it's in a little better shape now and we're moving along. How fun. I know that Liberace was very involved in the community and really uh, reached out with a lot of help to a lot of different organizations here in Las Vegas in our valley. And um, he definitely leaves a legacy of uh, that type of helpful work behind and it continues through his foundation. Yeah, indeed. He he, um, he left endowment funds at about a dozen different universities that still uh, award Liberace scholarships of various uh, types uh, tied to the performing and creative arts uh, across the country uh, and uh, was an early supporter of the arts in Las Vegas before it was cool to do so. Um, he, you know, pe people don't tend to realize he came to Las Vegas in 1944 and was a supporter of all things like that, even beginning then. So he wasn't he wasn't full time in Las Vegas then, but he was a regular performer at the Last Frontier Hotel beginning in 1944. So he's wow. he's 15 years ahead of the Rat Pack and 25 years ahead of Elvis Presley. And definitely a significant uh, figure in our our history in the city. One of the things I like to point out to Las Vegans is that you know he's 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 not from Las Vegas. He's from the Midwest. He came from Milwaukee. And he was uh, equally successful while he was in Las Vegas. He also had homes and lived in Southern California, Palm Springs, Hollywood. Uh, but that's not where he left his estate. He left his estate in Las Vegas. He intentionally left his intellectual property, his museum collections, all here in Las Vegas. So it's a, it's a legacy meant for Las Vegas. He, I think, is the personification of the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because when you think of Liberace, it's synonymous with Las Vegas. You don't realize that there was a whole life before that. And there are other places where he had a little piece of himself. So sure. uh, were you always a huge fan of Liberace? No, I wouldn't call myself a fan of Liberace. Uh, it's not even how I got involved. I think I, I uh, was uh, intrigued by the fact that um, he, his foundation hadn't been licensing his uh, intellectual property uh, as a means of earning uh, when I first looked at it. And also uh, th that attracted me, uh, not not the classic nonprofit situation of raising funds to just go give to somebody that right. or to spend, which is often the case in those oh, yeah. models. It's very <laughs> tough. Uh, that wasn't what attracted me. That that The foundation had been around for over 30 years. It had already had those trajectories. 
But it struck me that Liberace was still somebody able to earn, an estate able to earn, and I felt that we could probably build up his uh, licensing uh, so that it would create a new um, endowment fund uh, like the one that it had exhausted back in 2011 and uh, give away millions again. It gave away uh, over $6 million in the course of the trajectory of the museum in Las wow. Vegas. So um, I, I'm sure that uh, with his licensing, we could probably do that again. And, you know, as you know, it, uh, I think he's, it's, it's, he's got a bit of a renaissance uh, these days because uh, another generation or two ha has learned about him from various different things, movies and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it comes down to it. They realize this guy is really the reason Las Vegas looks like Las Vegas and the reason that we're known for over-the-top lifestyle and luxury for the fun of it and mm -hmm. glitz and especially bling. That's all Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is. All right. Well, he has contributed so much to our community and so much to the Las Vegas Valley and, again, synonymous with our history. And you've teamed up with Jennifer Samuel. She's with Learning Education, Learning Education and Achievement Foundation. Jennifer, good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, Lauren. Thank it, you for yeah, having me here. Yeah, absolutely. Also known as LEAF. Tell me yes. about your foundation, um, your organization. Actually, Lauren, can I just backtrack real quickly? Uh, I just wanted to point out that um, it's. I feel like a coming full circle here with mm -hmm. Liberace, just because my first memory as a little girl, and I took piano lessons, Aww. I saw Liberace play on the Lawrence Welk show, <laughs> and I was hypnotized. The bling, you know, the costume, the, the hair. The showmanship. The showmanship, the, the rings. You know, yeah. I just was hooked. I mean, I did not, you know, turn away. I just, I was enchanted with his presence. Uh-huh. And I swore I was going to be as good as him one day. <laughs> I was going to play, which that didn't happen with the piano. It didn't work out. However, <laughs> I'm fortunate that I went another direction. And um, But to be here in Las Vegas and to have a special needs child who is now an adult and to learn that, you know, Liberace, all what his foundation has done in the past, what he did for uh, our special community here and other communities, it really makes me a little choked up to yeah. to know that sure. I can be involved in this way and maybe, you know. That's the connection. Be connected. That's the connection right. from watching him as a child on Lawrence Welk, which I did as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what stood out to me was the twinkle in his eye. I mean, it yes. was, his eyes twinkled. Yes. And I will never forget that about him. But, and, and then to be so um, inspired by him, to go forward and play music as well as he did and um, actually deciding to go in a different direction but still connecting to him. And that must really, I, I can understand that that would make you feel emotional because it just kind of came full circle. Yes, and that's how I feel, you know, at being able to uh, enter Nativity Gardens, the mm -hmm. restaurant, and see the history. I could just feel the history. I uh -huh. could feel what it was like to maybe to have been back then and just the people, the warmth, the, just the uh, excitement of it all. Yes. And, and, you know, just to be, it was, the room was just amazing to be in. And, and I, that's why I'm excited for this poker tournament to take place because it just would, to relaunch uh, the 40th uh, anniversary of the opening of Tivoli Gardens and to acknowledge Liberace, also to be a recipient of um, the poker tournament itself for our Learning Education and Achievement Foundation. We are beyond honored and 
blessed. So Absolutely. We are really grateful to be here. Sure. I mean, I'm sure when this was starting to, you know, to come together, you must have just, it must have really hit you just reflecting back on your memories of your first experience with Liberace and how he impacted your life and how he inspired you. And then coming to this and I'm sure it, it just must be like, at times overwhelming how cool it is it is and i will tell you working in this field um you know having my own personal uh journey with my son as an adult now on the autism spectrum uh you know you go through life so many doors are closed so when a door opens and it happens to be something like this you know it just it's it's extra special because again it's bringing everything back to where uh, this journey needs to lead to, and that is to providing Las Vegas, uh, Nevadans, with this autism academy that has been in such of a need for um, for decades now. Right. Uh, when I first moved to Las Vegas in 2010, I, I was people were moving out. I was moving in. <laughs> I was proud to be a Las Vegas. You know, just yeah. really um, at that time there was uh, an autism classroom and a charter school that we moved here for for my son yeah and that did not work out it didn't didn't pan out um so you know plan b you know mm -hmm. let, let's immerse ourselves into our community let's make it better let's make sure we can grow something that can be uh beneficial to all nevadans uh children coming up through the spectrum um future generations sure um so building the academy, um, based upon model classrooms for the past five, we'll say six years, but that we don't count the COVID year, right? <laughs> um, has been, you know, uh, a journey of just full of, um, you know, yes and no, doors open, doors closing, but we were determined to make sure this happens. So now we're finally, we're open. We are pending accreditation with the state. Uh, we are fundraising for scholarships for families to help with the tuition needs, and every dollar. Every 100% goes to each family. It does not go towards raising sal for salaries or overhead. You know, sure. Um, it's basically for the families. That is my goal. That is something that is important to me as a parent who has been raising and still yeah. on the journey of, of providing for a special needs child. Sure. You know, the financial burden is great. And when you are left with either an alternative of trying to homeschool your child, which, you know, most of us have to work, um, or the constraints of CCSD, which we fell into, and I will say we had wonderful teachers, administrators, um, supportive staff, and we were fortunate, and every day I thank them. Yeah, that's wonderful. But that's not yeah. all the case for everyone, unfortunately. Right. So um, providing this academy where the children can have the supports they need, the education they need as well in a supportive setting, is it's a huge thing for Nevada. And having those supports is is will help each and every individual child become reach their full potential and that's mm -hmm. what our goal is um, and this is an actual standing academy yes and, and where is it located so we are on durango between russell and sunset okay um we it's a twelve thousand square foot facility we house our uh aba clinic as well as our academy in the same location so that way each student can have the supports they need therapeutically we also have uh, independent speech, occupational, physical therapy. We'll have early intervention as well under the same roof. So it's one of a, like a one-stop shop for families instead of having to drive around town looking for services, sure. taking off work. You know, yeah. some people like myself had to omit some of the services because 
it just logistically didn't work out. Uh, so and this makes it just like you said, a, a one stop shop. Yes. For families who have uh, a member in their family, a child with that are on the spectrum. So Correct. yeah, that's fantastic. So you came to Las Vegas how long ago? Uh, so I've been here since 2010. Okay. And uh, you came I, right in and said, "I want to be a part of this community. I, I want to help." I did. We need more. I did. We need more like that. <laughs> I do. People and I, coming in. To, exactly. That's and fantastic. I, I want to give back to my community. I want to. I you know. I talk up my community, my neighbors. I, you know, my my neighborhood. I love it. You know, I just. Uh, it's it's part of us. I you know. I again, this is why we're here. This is our calling. You know, we have to get back to, and make it a leave the world a better place than sure. how we entered. Absolutely. And so that's that's very important to me. We we need more people moving to and Las She's been Vegas. here more than 10 years, so we'll call her a local now. Yeah, we can. Uh, we absolutely can. There you go. All right. Uh, wow, what does that make me? I've been here about 20 years. Uh, so You're a double local. There you, there you go. So now what we have is the two of you joining teams, joining uh, your uh, your your foundations together for a really cool event. This is the Texas Hold'em Charity Poker Tournament. Um, this is uh, going to be held at Liberace's Tiv Tivoli Gardens, the 40th anniversary of the opening of Tivoli Gardens. Correct. And um, this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. This looks like it's going to be fantastic. Uh, a poker tournament, a uh, sure. Texas Hold'em po poker, poker Tournament. Tell me a little bit more about this event and this evening. This is a sort of a culmination of three passion projects of Liberace coming together in present day. So you start with, um, first of all, the location, um, Tiv Liberace's Tivoli Gardens. The history of this place, it's next door to where his museum was. Mm -hmm. um, so he started the, uh, the restaurant uh, initially intending for it to be a snack bar for the museum and going overboard, as Liberace tended <laughs> to do. So he was uh, always a foodie. He had written a cookbook back in 1970. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you sit, you can find him on YouTube cooking on Letterman, even like with a candelabra on the oven. You know, I think I remember that actually. Uh, so always a foodie, always yeah. cooking. He was always cooking for friends. He would he would even on tour he would cook in hotel rooms. Drove everybody crazy. Uh, so always always a uh, big cook and always had people over for dinner parties uh, and in his home in Las Vegas and other homes as well. In 1983, when he got involved in the snack bar idea, it turned into quickly escalated into a restaurant and then quickly escalated into a gourmet restaurant. And uh, it became this passion project of his in 1983. And he had just returned from um, a, a European tour. It was the first time in Europe that he had toured uh, non-English speaking countries. He was always afraid they wouldn't get the act because a lot of it is banter and humor. Sure. And, and it's very English or American humor. And so uh, he thought it wouldn't go over that well, but it was a big hit. And he played Germany in several different locations, and he played Copenhagen. Uh, and in Copenhagen, he played Tivoli Garden Amusement Park. Uh -huh. um, now, Tivoli Garden Amusement Park is a beautiful place. And it's, it's uh, I think it's the third oldest operating amusement park in the world. It's, it's this incredible um, um, location with unbelievable... Um, Plants and vegetation. It's just a stunning place. All these flowers at night. It's this incredibly lit up place. It's the place Walt Disney went to be inspired to build wow. uh, Disneyland. It's, it's, it was 
It was, uh, it's been around since the um, uh, mid-19th century, so it's, it's got a long history of people being inspired there, and Liberace was one of them in 1983 when he performed there. He came back, opened his restaurant, and called it Tivoli Gardens. Nice uh, little history there. So um, it becomes, and he, it's probably the first uh, gourmet uh, restaurant in Las Vegas that was termed um, international cuisine. Okay. Um, and so uh, he uh, ran it for for three years, from eighty three to eighty six. He owned and operated it. Uh, well, like I said, it was a passion project. It never made a dime, and <laughs> he uh, it did nothing but lose money. And he had an absolute blast. And so I did, love that. So did all of his friends who would <laughs> frequent the place sure. as well. So there were lots of Las Vegans around who were there. Um, it consists of a, of a garden restaurant that's mostly red brick interior, and next to that is an old English bar. He he went and got the the most elaborate woodworking uh, experts in the world to build this thing, and it's incredible. This little English bar that he built. Next to that, going through another door, is his piano bar, which is pure the opposite. It's pure glitz. It's it's the walls are all mirrors and the, there's a giant barb in the shape of a piano. It's all mirrored. It's got the lyrics of "I'll be seeing you" around the top oh, and the ceiling, cool. which is the, how he ended every show with that song. Uh, so it's it's just a it's a spectacular place and it became very well known. He sold it in 1986 when he was ill, and uh, it operated as Carluccio's. Many people knew it as Carluccio's mm -hmm. Tivoli Garden for for many years. Closed in 2011. Um, so, but that was a passion project of, of Liberace's, um, uh, another, uh, the second passion project that it brings together, um, is that, um, Liberace was, uh, actually very involved, um, with special needs adults and with, uh, especially, uh, in, uh, Toronto where he was, um, he was uh, approached and met uh, Diane Dupuis, who runs um, an organization called the, the uh, Famous People Players. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's the subject of a television movie in the 1980s called Special People. Um, Diane was, in the 1970s, somebody who didn't do well in school, couldn't really get a job, and somebody gave her the basically the job of being the daytime babysitter of uh, special needs adults. And she figured out that she could train these adults uh, in uh, live theater in um, blacklight puppetry. Mm -hmm. And she, was, uh, she used to run a puppet show, a regular puppet show mm -hmm. prior to that. And so she creates this blacklight uh, stage and uh, full-size uh, full puppetry with uh, these special needs adults. Now, they were all over the all sorts of different special needs. Back then, they grouped everybody together. Sure, yeah. So you would have autistic right there with Down syndrome, right? totally different needs, completely different. Right. You know, now we know, but then. Sure. Uh, so Diane figures out different ways to, and how different people interact and how they don't and what she can and can't do. And she gradually puts together all kinds of training that works with repetition. Uh, and she becomes uh, a real harbinger of things to come in the in the in the training in this world. But there were adults in her crew cool. that couldn't um, couldn't leave the house at all. Yeah. lived with their parents and, and in sure. care and couldn't leave the house at all. And um, you know, after a few years of this, she had them taking the bus to come to work and meet her and things like this. That incredible progress was made. And, I was just uh, about so to she, say, she became, uh, what a gift towards progress in yeah. that. I mean. 
And to start off as someone that people yeah, are just kind of yeah. like, oh, what yeah, are we going to do was, about this? She was she was ready to throw in the towel yeah. a thousand times. I mean, from the stories she'll tell you, so it's really something. She's still at it in Toronto, but she had um, she had done this uh, special show, and she had created puppetry based on imitating playing famous people, mm -hmm. thus the famous people players. And the first, uh, one of the first, and, and certainly one of the favorites that they put together was a, a show where they imitated Liberace. So they had a giant puppetry of Liberace and his piano and his candelabra and his piano bench. And you know, <laughs> cool. everybody's playing a part, right? right. Everything moves sure. on stage. Oh, wow. And it's all black light. And these are all bright colors. Uh -huh. right? so, so she has this show and she motivates these people who are in the show by telling them, you're so good. You know, that Liberace is going to see the show and he's going to take you guys on tour, you know, and he, she convinces them of this. Fires right? them up. So there's a, there's a, and everybody's got a little, you know, some people do one very little thing and aren't in on the stage and other people are fully in black costume and moving things on stage. It's just a, whatever people could do, she fits that all together in this jigsaw puzzle of a production. I mean, it's hard to imagine being able to do that. And uh, she figures it out and she gets this thing going. Well, um, she's about ready to throw in the towel finally at one point when uh, unable to get funding, unable to get, uh, unable to get the attention she wanted, uh, having problems with uh, all sorts of things. Sure. And um, she's about, about to quit, and uh, her uh, actors come to her and say, you can't quit, Liberace's coming to town. <laughs> Liberace's going to play Toronto, and they say, "Hey, you can't quit because he's going to be here." And you said he's going to want us to. <laughs> so she is. She's then, in it now. She is then determined that she has to get him to sure. see the show. So she goes battering down the door, basically at the hotel he's staying at, and he's got quite the front line, and he's hard to get through to. Um, but she manages to get through to him. I believe eating lunch one day. And she tells him she's got this this uh, live theater crew, and she we, they play a Liberace show, and would he please come to see it? And she's in the process of getting thrown out by Seymour Heller, Liberace's manager, when uh, Liberace said, "No, no, she's playing me. I want to go see it. I want to go see it." So he makes arrangements and goes to see. She's thank you, thank you, and she's off. He makes arrangements, goes to see the show. <clears throat> so he comes in, it's packed, and uh, it's a popular show. So they do this Liberace show while Liberace is in town, and there's Liberace in the audience. She says, she told me, he got up afterwards and um, takes the microphone like he's the MC, as he was sometimes would do. And uh, he's, he's talking about how wonderful the show was. Now, she has neglected to tell him that these are special needs adults. <laughs> He's just seen a great show. Sure. Right? It's not that she did that by design. She just had to get him there. It's all she knew was, I'm going to get him there. So she's realizing this while she's standing there. He asks the actors to come out. They all come out. They're still in black head-to-toe body sock, right? Sure. And he says, he says oh, r remove your hoods. So they all take off their hoods. And, of course, there's features. You can tell that they are special needs. Sure. Right? Well, so the audience knows this already, but Liberace hadn't known this. So he pulls out. They pull off the hoods, and he, she says he didn't miss a beat. She says he looks at him, and he says, it's not because of who you are that everybody's applauding. It's because you're so good at what you do. Aww. He took them on tour with him for two and a half years. They opened for him in Las Vegas. That is fantastic. Oh my God. So this is a passion project of his, matching another passion project of his, matching one more. 
which is that of historic preservation, which this was something fantastic. he always did. What a great story. <laughs> I love that. That is amazing. And you, Jennifer, with the leaf, I know, are going to be the benefit of yet another one of his um, posthumous Right, uh, and how, but how appropriate! Uh, and how appropriate! It's 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 gaming in Las Vegas in sure. Tivoli Garden. Uh, the whole thing yeah. is just—it's just so much fun. Yeah, uh, this is going to be so much fun. And about the event, thank you so much for that story. That is fascinating. Sure. Uh, I love that. Great history. Uh, this evening, uh, the Texas Hold'em Charity Tournament. What will be included? What can uh, participants uh, expect? So the poker tournament will start out with um, your entry into the piano, infamous piano bar, mm -hmm. where there'll be uh, drinks, dinner, um, mingling. mingling. <laughs> um, and then I think around 7.15, 7.30 is when cards will be dropped. So okay. there'll be um, the tournament will start, and then we hope to end by probably around 11. Okay. Um, so there's different, I think the last, buy-in is uh, maybe around 10, 10.30 or something. Um, but the, the grand prize is $2,000. And again, all the proceeds go to um, uh, LEAF to fund uh, scholarships for um, students with okay. special needs, autism okay. spectrum disorder. How many tables will be available? I believe there's going to be around 8 to 10. 8 to 10 tables? Yeah, they expect about 50 to 60 to, to um, be able to be housed in the area. So Okay, fantastic. This is going to be like an intimate old world casino. Yeah, I know. I love it's that. really going to look like uh, you're in some European park. I love it. I hope there's smoking jackets and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need dress code around yeah, here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's get dressed up Liberace style. Let's do this. Uh, now, where can people sign up? Where can they buy tickets? So there is, uh, if, you, if you visit our social media page for LEAF on Instagram or even uh, on Facebook, uh, there is a link to sign up to uh, purchase tickets and, okay. and learn more about the tournament. Okay. On social media, Instagram and uh, Facebook. Yes. And is there a website? Yes. For more information about the poker tournament and to purchase tickets, uh, visit the bit.ly site at bit.ly slash autism poker sounds fun this is now um uh so the the event starts at what time uh i believe 5 30 is when people start to arrive and then um food should be served around 5 45 6 o'clock okay there. and there's cocktails and yes mingling yes and i then would we like get out to the cards. i would like to mention you know poncho's vegan cantina is sponsoring all the food oh fantastic and, and this is actually his place of where we will mingle, so oh, okay. I uh, really appreciate it too. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting part of the story. That's how we, when you get into the the preservation of this place, it couldn't happen without Pancho's Vegan Cantina and uh, its owner Sakbe Melling. Uh, and it's a fascinating story. Sakbe is a, a purveyor of vegan tacos, Pancho's Vegan Tacos around town and and Southern California, different locations. Um, and he had needed more. Uh, space in the building that he's in and stumbled into the long-closed Liberace Tivoli Gardens next door to where he was. He hadn't realized it had been there. And he's not somebody you would look at and think, oh, he would be a Liberace fan. Uh, but he, <laughs> that, as, <laughs> uh, as is though? often the case, he turns out to know him very well. And his, his, wow. his, his grandfather was a huge Liberace fan who got Sakpe very well-versed on Las Vegas culture and 
and Liberace. And he's, he told me when I met him, he said, I know I don't look like it, but I've got him playing in my car. So <laughs> um, This is such a great tie-in with yeah. everybody, with you, Jennifer, with uh, Sakbe. Is, right. is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, Sakbe, yeah. yeah. So, so he, he had uh, um, worked very hard to restore the property to its original interior, uh, and that's ongoing. Uh, to facilitate more space for uh, Pancho's Vegan Cantina uh, and um, gradually uh, to uh, create um, Liberace's Tivoli Garden again. And so the, the bars very much are Liberace's Tivoli Garden. They're unchanged from the original days. Oh, how cool. And so cool. that's, uh, that's, that's the primary. Uh, that. Yes. And so we've, we've made a deal with Sock Bay and licensed them and so forth so that he's able to use the name. We're going to put it, they're putting the name back on the building and so forth. So it's it's uh, that's great it's a great uh, matchup. Wow. Well, I'm sure Liberace would be very proud of how he is his legacy continues to shine in our community. You are both um, just wonderful to have in the studio. Uh, I'm so grateful to you to you both. I mean, Jonathan, the history that you've given us and in reviving our interest. I mean, myself, I'm already going. You know. I should probably spend a little more time with Liberace, <laughs> right. you know, and Jennifer, your tie in with this and all the hard work that you're doing in our community and just uh, coming to the Las Vegas Valley to give, give, give and and really be an important part of our community and in, in helping out families that are actually going through the same as you with a child on the autism spectrum. So um, really Thank you so much. This has been a great morning. I'm looking forward to the event. I hope it raises a ton of money. Um, this is the um, Texas Hold'em Charity Poker Tournament. It also falls on the 40th anniversary of Liberace's Tivoli Gardens, which is where it will be held. The address? It's located at 1775 East Tropicana Avenue, and that's the southwest corner of Tropicana and Spencer. Perfect. Okay, well, this is going to be a great event. Thank you both so much for your time this morning. Uh, a great way to start a Sunday morning. You guys, thanks for the stories. Thanks for the inspiration. Thanks for all the hard work. And I'm going to go listen to some Liberace. <laughs> Pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much.